I'm fired up to talk about our newest sponsor here in the fish tank, AutoNation. Since AutoNation is America's largest automotive retailer, chances are they have the vehicle you're looking for. Shop from over 100,000 new cars, trucks, vans, and sport utilities. From the luxury of Mercedes-Benz to that Chevy pickup truck you've always wanted, they've got it. AutoNation helps finance more than 430,000 people every year and you could be next get a great rate today AutoNation strives to make the car buying process quick and easy but most of all stress free and that's so important because i've got enough stress in my life in addition to an extensive selection all pre-owned vehicles go through a rigorous 125 point inspection and come out with an everyday low no haggle price one price no pressure guaranteed start your search right now at autonation.com you're now diving into the fish tank Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, man, this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one. one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, I've been that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank. Seth Levitt here from the Five Reasons Sports Network, joined by my main man, O.J. McDuffie. Juice, how are we doing today? What's going on, Big Seth? Well, you know, Juice, last week was amazing. We had Clayton. We were in Ella Cafe, got to enjoy the food. Yes, I know sir. you had a little, little vino. Little vino. Saw some coffee being served in there. So good. And, and Clayton was amazing, but it felt a little incomplete. Right. It felt a little incomplete to me. <laughs> but today, everything, the, the circle is complete, right, for all my Star Wars guys out there. <laughs> Mark Super Duper dives into the tank. Dupe, how you doing today, man? I'm doing just fine. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. You know, Seth, I asked Duke, you know, if he wanted to go on before Clayton or after Clayton or with Clayton. <laughs> yeah. He said he wanted to go on after Clayton so he could, you know, rebut whatever Clayton That's has to smart, say. That's so, smart, man. Smart man right there. What's that? Do you defer? He wanted right. to toss and he deferred. <laughs> the second half. That's I like right. that. I like that. Well, there was a lot of Mark Duper talk, as you might imagine, last week. And uh, at Dupe, as I was telling you, as you walked into the Fish Tank Studios today, your name has come up quite a bit here. Yeah. You was telling me that uh, you have to fill me in on some of these stories. That, <laughs> well, I'm looking forward uh, that, that, to that for sure. Saying about me on the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Well, you know what? Let's we'll, we'll start off a little bit easy. Okay. And uh, just as as we got introduced to you as Miami Dolphins fans here in South Florida, so you were drafted in '82. Is that right? Yes, '82. 1982. The Dolphins end up going to the Super Bowl that year. You're you're on the team, but a little bit of a you know you you get to kind of watch from afar a little bit. Didn't necessarily get as involved as I'm sure you'd like to your first year. And then so talk about what that was like. And then '83 they bring in Danny. Mark comes in. You know Mark Clayton comes in in the eighth round, and, and really he has to then kind of watch as you and Danny start lighting shit up. And ultimately '84 becomes just changes the game. But t- tell us a little. Take us through that journey a little bit. Okay, it was 1982. You know I'm um, first of all I want to say hi. To all my Omega men's. There you go. Shout okay. out to the Cubes, Cubes, huh? Right? <laughs> yes. Um, 1982, we sitting down. Um, we, was, we was playing poker in the room, just hanging out and everything else. And we had phones, uh, you know, those wall phones in the room. Yeah, <laughs> back, <laughs> yeah, the wall back phone. in the day, you know. So I got a phone call, and I got a phone call from the Dolphins. It was Charlie Winners. Okay. And Charlie Winners, I uh, say, hey, it's, um, I speak to Mark Duper, and I say, you have Mark Duper. And then he turned around and say that, uh, hey, you just been drafted by the Miami Dolphins. I said, yes. I said, really? I said, okay, thank you. I hung the phone up. So you were just playing <laughs> poker? <that? laughs> yeah, I, I mean – 
because uh, to tell you the truth, I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm telling you this story because it's a, it's a background uh, to it. So after I hung up the phone, I said, guys, I got drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So we just kept playing poking and everything else. <laughs> and so then all crazy. of a sudden, uh, the phone rang again. So I get up, I answer the phone, and then... Uh, Charlie Willis say, Doopy, did you understand uh, what we said? <laughs> I said, yeah. You said I was drafted by the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, and then after that, he said, well, you, are you happy? I said, yes, I'm happy. He says, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, we want you to come down here. I said, well, uh, I don't have no money to come down here. <laughs> right. But no, to go down to uh, South Florida. So all of a sudden, it started dawning on me. Then my brother called me and told me, you been, you was on TV that they was trying to find out Mark Duper, Mark Duper. They had nothing on me because I only played one year of college football. Wow. Isn't that something? But you were a second-round draft pick? Second-round draft pick. Yeah, so like Clayton, so Clayton's story was he watched the first round. I don't know how he thought he was going to get drafted (laughs) in the first round, but he watched the whole first round, and then he decided he was going to go out to the park and then the club because he didn't get drafted. But you're a second-round draft pick. You're just playing cards and, like, whatever? Yes. uh, Well, uh, I think one of the reasons why I got drafted in the second round is because of speed. You think? And and then one of the reasons why that uh, I went, they had this combine in – Detroit, and um, they had Mike Quick, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando, uh, all those great receivers that they had. A whole bunch of receivers went out that year, and so every last one of those receiver did not run a a forty a forty yard dash because nobody, I guess, they know they was gonna get drafted in the first and second round, and then they didn't run the forty. So Coach Shula was there, so I ran the forty. I ran a four two nine. And Damn, wait shoot. a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you read a 429? Yeah. He said that about his nonchalant. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's, that's just a walk in the park right there. Right. And and and, and then, you know, Coach was seen that. And then he's, uh, he looked at it and he said, well, he wanted me to catch the ball. So I went down the field. After I ran the fall, I ran it by three of them. You know, and all of them was in the four twos and four threes. So he said, we want to see you catch the ball down the field. So we had these quarterbacks, and uh, I run down the field, and I'm running down the field because I'm just getting off the track field. You know, I'm I'm very in tune. Right. So and you're 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 conditioning and you're at top speed like top. Olymp- Olymp- Olympic Olympia speed at speed. that point. Yeah, at that time I was definitely Olympia speed. And uh, so the quarterback was underthrowing me, and every last one was just underthrowing me. And I just reached back there and I just catch the ball, turn around and catch the ball. So uh, Coach Shula said, "No, I want to see you catch the ball over your shoulder." I'm telling yeah. to put it out there, <laughs> then, right? right? So so okay okay. So I, you know I must have ran about ten to twelve takeoffs. Uh, for Coach Shula that day in the combine. And so one of the quarterbacks threw the football, and he threw it and was underthrown again. So what I did, I leaned way back and I caught the ball, and then I just raised back up and ran down the field. And that was one of the reasons that Coach Shula drafted me. And he told me, say, do you want to play football? And I said, sure, I want to play football, you know. I mean, he said that, well, you know what, we're thinking about going to draft it. So he, he was thinking about drafting me in the second – I'm not the second round. He was thinking about drafting me in, like, the um, sixth round or fourth round. But, unfortunately, uh, Buffalo Bills, Joe Ferguson, I worked with Joe Ferguson that whole summer. Because, you know, that's where he used to do his workout. Every day, except Saturday and Sunday, Joe Ferguson would throw me over 300 balls. Wow. And, so, I uh, and you're on your college campus? On my college campus. That's no where kid. he used to work out. Oh, wow. And I ran routes, and I understood routes, and catching the football was just like second nature to me at that time. Yeah. And so Joe Ferguson was putting in a good name for Buffalo. Now, Buffalo was going to draft me, but they was going to go about the third or fourth round. Can you imagine yeah. if he had went to the friggin' Bills? 
If I went to the Bills, I'd have a short career. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. I'm so glad the Dolphins dropped yeah, yeah, we right. are we too. Are. We yeah. are too, dude. Right. And, and, you know, and then after that, Coach Shula and Bigfoot, you know, and then, then the draft. The draft was there. And then I came in camp. And what was so good about it is that uh, to move on to the next uh, question that you're asking me, what was so good about it is that Coach Shula, I went through camp, and I pulled hamstring, pulled groin. I stayed hurt the whole time. And unfortunately, I'm thinking that, holy crap, you know, I'm finna get cut. Right. You know, now I find out what cut is all about. You know, yeah. no guaranteed contract, no nothing. But Coach came to me and told me, after they made the last cut, I was the first one in the locker room. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, so right. <laughs> he called me in the office. Let me know now before nah, everybody gets right. here. <laughs> so he, he called me in the office. He said, he said, Duke, he said, oh, don't worry about it. You're okay. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, well, what we're not, we're not going to use you this year. We just want you to learn football. We want you to run every play that, you know, the, the, the team, the defense need. So I, I was on scout, scout team. team. I was wow. on scout team the whole okay. time, and who was and who was throwing the football on scout team was Don Strock. Right, and that was one of the reasons why like having another coach. One of the reasons why Strock and I, when Marino when Marino got hurt in his first year, when Strock came in, that's why the numbers never dropped because I was practicing with Strock the whole time. In, in the Interesting. Bank. And that year. We went to the Super Bowl. I ran every scout team and everything else. We was killing them in practice. You know, we used to love to play practice. We used to gear up for practice. <laughs> and, and and then after that, then the next year he told me that you need, you, you're going to have to, uh, you know, work for a job. You know, we're going to put you out there. And then he put me out there. And then Marino came and Clayton ran. I mean, Marino and Clayton. And then all of a sudden I didn't play no special teams, no nothing, <laughs> and no nothing. I'm just sitting up on the team. Right. So when Woodley, when when he when he exchanged Marino for Woodley, Nat Moore and Duriel Harris was was the starter. And we hear Duriel was really, really good to rookies. I heard he was really nice, you guys. Who <laughs> oh, Duriel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's don't, one don't, thing. Don't ask, don't ask Duriel what, what your assignment is. I heard. Right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I Clayton mean, didn't have a whole lot of nice things you, to say about Duriel. Duriel was. Uh, how you say one of those persons that he loves his job and he wasn't planning on helping nobody else right. <laughs> in the job situation. That was made pretty clear. Right. So when he, so when 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 Coach uh, got rid of uh, um, when he benched um, Woodley, when he when he benched Woodley, so he benched Duryea Harris, and it was Nat and I started with Dan Marino. Marino came in. See, it was me and Nat originally. Yeah. Originally, mm-hmm. and then after that, I mean, the first game. I mean, all hell broke loose against Buffalo. We lost, but everything was right. But I started coming in when the game was out of reach and Marina was out of reach. Like, we came in in New Orleans. We came in for the uh, Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. at that time. It was L.A. Raiders. We came in for them, and then we started for the Buffalo. And then after that, you know, I just never looked back. Right. We just, I mean, my job was secure, and all I had to do was just catch footballs. Let's talk about putting that uniform on. I always got, you know, as a, as a kid, and I'm going to say this because you're a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. just a little bit, <laughs> the, the face mask. Yes. What went into the, the kicker-style face mask for a wide receiver was, even after, you know, I know a lot of guys at the beginning had face masks like that. Mm-hmm. You, you kept yours pretty much throughout. Well, I wore that face mask in college that one year. And then when I went to the Dolphins, they changed my face mask, and I couldn't get my head around. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, it was heavy. <laughs> so I needed something light. 
And I seen this face mask, and I asked Bobby Monica, I said, Monica, I say, put this face mask. I said, are you serious? I said, yes, I want this face mask. <laughs> I thought you were crazy. Mask. Yeah, he said, boy, I said, believe me, ain't nobody going to hit me in my mouth because I ain't planning on using my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the only you. reason why I kept that face mask is because it was very light, and I had more emo- I, I had more movement with my neck and everything. Because, you know, I mean, like, I'm not the type of person I can't stretch. I can't bend down and touch my touch my toes without bending my knees. Yeah, I'm not no, a very... No, no, no I'm the same no way, however, I didn't, right. <laughs> I didn't no, but have, I have an all-pro I have no NFL flex- career. <laughs> no flexibility. That's so, no flexibility. Wow. That's so funny. We we learned all these things. Like we learned about Clayton, why he wore the goggles. Right. You know, we wore, realized why he wore the wristbands the way he did mm-hmm. you know, for different reasons. Now we realize why Duke wore the, the mask, the face mask that he did. That's all. Now, yeah. did the kickers want the mask? Were they like, damn, okay, give me a mask like Duke has? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the one bar, they had right. the two yeah. bars, you know. I, I mean, you know, but playing football, and believe it or not, I've never, out of the 11 years that I played, I ain't not once got hit in the mouth. Well, they couldn't catch you. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> When right. they're behind you, it's hard mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Juice, I'm looking at the stats his rookie year, right? So he doesn't put well, I guess, as, fir- as a first-year player. Mm-hmm. 83, he comes in 1,000 yards, 19.7 yards per catch. All right, that's moving it now. That is moving it. That's of course, a long of 85 yards, an 85-yard touchdown, and 10, 10 up-ins, as you call them. Up-ins. That scores. I mean, that's Touchdown. like welcome yeah, to Miami, yeah, Mark yeah, Duper. Yeah, right. Yeah, that oh, was a home run hitter. That's a hell of a year. It, it, it was a great year, and uh, and the thing is, is that it was no pressure because when you really don't know what you're doing, you just running. You know, isn't that something? It's kind of like and, what Clayton said about '84, yeah. right? And, and it was like that. I I guess you know it was a situation like uh, when Marina was started and. And when we see a defense, because we were reading the defense like he was, and when he looked that way, a lot of times he was trying to check off, and Marino didn't check off. But guess what? We checked off. I ran the route that he really wanted to run because right. the ball was coming to me. Right. You know, right? He gave me that look. Gave me that look. Yeah, no matter what, even right. if the play is scheduled for front side and your backside. Get your ass open. Exactly, you know, coming it, that way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we had to, we had this magic for you know for a very long time. Is is that that's one thing about Marino that you know that you're gonna get that opportunity because uh, I I call him a gunslinger. I mean, Marino throw balls in positions that no other quarterback would do. Right. And ninety uh, percent of the time, the plays work. And you know, with, with an arm like him, it was easy when you was covered. Basically, you wasn't covered. If you had great hands and you can get up and you can catch it, you get the I, ball. I think to that's you. how I survived in the league with Danny as my quarterback. <laughs> you know, those other guys had to, you know, you had to get over. You didn't run the four two nine. No, not even, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> hey, how about, how about, you know, you, you talk about you and Clayton. When did the whole Marx brother thing start? And how? When you, you guys embraced it? Obviously. Well, and then that next year, uh, you remember with Marino, we lost the playoffs to um, Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Largen. Steve Largen now did you that day? No, Come Steve, on now. La- Steve Largen beat the crap out of the defensive back. And he couldn't even run out of his – he couldn't even run. I can run backwards and beat him, man. But he was tying up our DBs. I'm not going to call no names, but he was doing a no lot. No names? Why no names? I'm Somebody get a roster. <laughs> a, a, check the roster. You know who he was beating, you know. But, uh, They're going to be on the tank next week to rebut what you're saying, right? <laughs> but we – but uh, – uh, after that, and then that next year, well, we just went off uh, with thirteen hundred yards. To I say think, the it was least, something like man. That. And it, it was fun, you know. But you got to admit, now we had an offensive line that was so great. I mean, it wasn't a running offensive line; it was a passing offensive line. 
We had a lot of things that were great. You know, so, I, so you blame everything on the defense then? Yeah. Uh, back, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, there wasn't a whole lot of thought in that, Juice. I mean, Juice, we averaged 24 points a game for how many years? Over almost a decade. decade yeah. And we can't win a Super Bowl. Who you think is the – I'm going to blame it on the defense. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an offensive player shit. It's definitely, that's, you know. That's putting up yeah. numbers. I mean, we used to put up a lot of numbers. And uh, before you know it, like, we used to play against the Jets, and it would be 45-50. Right. This is the Five Reasons Sports Network, Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well. But there needs to be a little bit more freedom. and Guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care. They can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players. If you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts, reach out to us at number 5 Reasons Sports on Twitter. To stay up to date with all of our shows, enter 5 Reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Well, let's talk about 84 a little bit more because I told, you know, what I said to Clayton, we t- so you guys were like the Showtime Lakers to me. I mean, you guys did something that nobody had ever seen before the way, you know, first of all, I think smaller receivers running as fast as you guys were and Danny just throwing the ball and lighting it up. And, and obviously there were other players that contributed, but really it was it was you, Clayton, and of course, Dan. What was that like to just all of a sudden the light switch flips? And you had some success the year before, but you guys almost had like this rock star status. What was that season like, man? Well, I tell you, it was a great season. And, and you know, the funny part about it is that when they when they used to call the plays for the 90, Clayton, I guess Clayton finally realized what I was doing. <laughs> But uh, when they call that play 90, I'll be the last one out to huddle. Now tell us what that is. When they call well, 90, what? A 90 is a takeoff. Okay. Both sides mm-hmm. run takes off. And so Dan have an option to throw to either side mm-hmm. or the running back or the tight end. But soon as the huddle would break, I would be the last one out to huddle because you know what? It's, it's an old trick <laughs> <laughs> that if I touch you, what's the last thing you're going to you gonna think about me touching you? Sure. So when I put a little bug down here, that's dirty right there. But uh, oh, and I got I got a lot of balls, you know. Yeah, you, you know, sure When I get did. out of the house, said, "Damn it, I'm already open." Clayton I'm caught a few out too out. now. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he, he must did. have been touching her on the shoulder <laughs> as well. Right, right. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some of your tricks later as well. Some of that came up too. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of ninety, I mean, I know that you and Danny, you know, always talk about who made who. Yeah. And Mark said the same thing. Who made who? Who made who? Did you well, guys make Danny or did Danny make the Marks brothers? Well, of course we made Danny. <laughs> he had a great arm. He just needed some He needed some tools around. And we was the tools that's making him work. You know what? You got a beautiful car, all right? And you have an engine in that. What makes the car run? Engine. All right. Dan was a beautiful, beautiful quarterback. <laughs> he was a beautiful yeah. car. Right, yeah. Right. And, and, and the engine, engine was, yeah, it's a beautiful car, but you need an engine to make it run. You guys were the horses. Y'all were the horses. Yes, we did. <laughs> I like yeah. that. 
I like that. I know Nat was telling a story about how, you know, you've, you've actually gotten into a little bit about, with Danny about, you know. A lot of things, about, apparently. About him making all the money. Tell, tell a story about Oh, it. yeah. Well, well, you know, I mean, you know, Shula was the type of guy. I mean, the practices that they have now with the Dolphins, I mean, I could do those practices in my sleep. Right? Okay. I mean, Coach Shula used to work the devil out of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it had times that our legs would be shot and everything else. So, I'm sitting out here. We practicing now. It's about. I think it was. Um, it was on a Tuesday, a Thursday, because that's defensive day. So Danny and I and Clayton would, you know, run around and. and yeah, uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you about. I, I call it Club Med when I get out here. You know, when it's defensive day, you know, Duke. Clayton, Danny, they're like on the other side, just, you know, running the route. Like the kickers and punters, huh? On occasion. They're over there just chilling, you know what I mean? That's Mm. the relaxed day. Mm. Bouncing the ball off the ground. Probably the same, you know, they probably went out Wednesday night. You know, they say New Thursday was going to be a light day for Oh, them. definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, it sounded like Clayton said it was about six nights a week. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to we'll the get going to out part in a minute. But I'm sorry, back to defensive day. Okay. You lit up when you said that, didn't you? <laughs> I plead the fifth. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> but so, you know, Danny threw the ball. So he, he threw a ball, and uh, he, he threw a ball, and then he threw it in the ground. So what I did, I kicked the ball up in the ground, and I caught the ball. And you know, he said, "You can't do that in the game." I said, "What do you mean I can't do that in the game?" He said, oh, "You have to, you have to die for the ball." And so we had a little, a little spat, this and that. And then all of a sudden, I got, I got kind of pissed off, you know. And I said, "Look, let me explain." He just had got this big contract, okay, what six million a year. And at that time, that was That's a lot of money. Ton of money. So he's sitting That's a lot here, of money this year. He said, "Dupe, you can't do that." I said, "Look, Dan, let me explain something to you." You got a contract, just got paid $6 million to throw the football, and you hit me in the chest. And that's what you got to do. <laughs> hit me in the chest. I'm not diving, and I'm not bending, I'm not doing everything. And, you know, and and he, he, we laughed at that and everything. And before you know it, the next day, what it was is that it was in the newspaper, Danny and Duper is of course is arguing. But it wasn't that. We was really joking about that. Oh, they picked, now, the press picked up on it, They put the huh? press on that. Now, one of the times I know what Juice was talking about, that Danny was sitting up there and said, oh, bull crap, I threw you perfect passes. And I said, no, you don't throw me perfect passes. <laughs> I say, I reach out there and I go get the pass. You couldn't outthrow me if you wanted to. And Dan said, oh, bull crap. You didn't say the crap. Right. Right. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. Exactly. You're right. And I said, okay. I said, I tell you what. We was in the locker room. I said, when we get out there, we're going to have a chance. I'm going to run a takeoff and I want you to try to outthrow me. How about that? Oh, we did it. So all of a sudden, um, we sitting out there, we practicing everything. Everybody waiting out there. <laughs> they know it's coming, right? They coming. I said, okay, Danny, you ready to throw me? You know, after practice, I'm loose and everything. Okay, Danny said, drop back. So, okay, you get on the line. I said, now, you got to drop back. Now, you got to do like it's in the game. Okay. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, all right, Danny. <laughs> so Danny drops back. When he drops back, he take a shuffle, okay? And then he set up and right. he slang it. Shuffle, shuffle, throw. Let right. <laughs> Now, I know that when he's doing all that shuffle, because I, I kind of look at the films and see what he's doing sure. back there. So what I do, I make my moves at 10, 15 yards, hesitate. You know, or maybe I might dead stop and then take off again. So at that time, he's a set hut. Danny drops back, and then I take off. And when I'm supposed to uh, do a, you know, a hesitation and everything, I just kept running. Just kept going. Right. <laughs> and when Danny dropped back, he dropped back five steps, and he slanged he that shit way out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, he threw it way out there. <laughs> he challenged him. And I looked up and I said, hold up. When I seen the ball coming, I had to look back and see the ball. And I said, oh, shit. So I had to drop my head and I had to just take off. And then at the time, I timed it and I caught it on the tip of my fingers. <laughs> you I know? seen that happen. And I came back. You see, you think, I said, you think you know everything. See, I know you more than, I said, I know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to take those shuffles. That's why you cannot throw me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is great, man. I can only imagine what those huddles were like. Oh, man. So I heard it's hard to get in those huddles. I mean, if you and Clay are in the huddles and anybody coming off the sideline, I heard it was hard to get any playing time with you guys in there. Well, they had this thing that uh, uh, they wanted to alternate all the receivers. So Clayton wasn't going for that. It was yeah. Me, I didn't care. You right, want to alternate? Run a lot of nine routes anyway. Yeah, you know, hey, like, come on in. I was going to run play, right? Clayton say he wasn't. He say he's not an alternate. He's a starter, and he's not getting. There's going to be twelve people on the field. That's what Clayton <laughs> said. So that's what he said. When it was when it was my time, and he did do it too. When it was my time to get off on the field, I got off the field. Let uh, the receivers come in. When it's Clayton time to get off the field, I had to get off the field again. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Sue would say, what are you doing? I say, well, Coach, Clayton is not coming out. I mean, I don't know why we're doing this, but you know what? I'll come out and let him stay in. Right. You know, just as simple as that. So that only lasts for like two games. One game, one or two games, that was it. Yeah, I, I was telling Danny. Danny was here in the office the other day, and I was telling him what Clayton said to, to Freddie Banks that time in San Francisco. And like you said, I'm not a, I'm not a sub. I'm a starter. I only come out when I'm tired. And right. he said, I'm right. tired. But Danny said, yeah, he told him in the, in the meeting. They said, we're going to rotate guys. He goes, well, that's a good plan as long as you can play with 12. Because if you can play with 12, <laughs> that's exactly what you just said. Oh, yeah. That is too funny, man. But what about with the two of you guys? I mean, you guys caught a lot of footballs, but was there ever that thing? You know, we hear now with the modern-day receiver, or what was it, Keyshawn, you know, just give me the damn ball. You know, did, did you guys ever get into a, a, I don't know, a battle? But how much were you chirping in Danny's ears about, you know, I'm open, I'm open? How long did that take? Well, you know, with Clayton and I, and then it's not just Clayton. So we also we had Nat Moore, mm-hmm. and uh, we had Joe Rose. We had all those guys. Was everybody was catching balls, and it was hard. But uh, you know, Huddle, you know, it was what well, Dwight Stevens. I never forget. Come on, Clayton. Come on, Duper. Shut up. You know. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. I can hear it. Cut it out. I Cut can... it out. <laughs> you know. He didn't want to hear anything. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it was like when the ball, when the everybody wanted the ball. You know, everybody wanted the ball. And and Danny, you know, there's only one ball you can throw. You know, but we never had a spat about how many balls Clayton caught or how many balls I caught. Because, you know, when you're winning, you don't complain. Right. And we never really complained about that. The only time we did we complained that when we was losing and, you know, with this running game, you know, Coach Shula always <laughs> wanted to get this running game, and then all of a sudden we losing. We can't run the ball. We want to pass the ball. Now they want to come to the Marks brother. Right, right. And then when Dan called the play, I said, yeah, I don't know what you call that for because I'm not running. Right. <laughs> and just like that. And how I did mean, that go over? It ain't go, but he, well, you know, Dan, a little snitch. He went back and tell Coach Shula. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he went back and tell Coach Shula all that shit we say on the, on the field. But I mean, you gonna now you gonna call some split square ends or some dragon routes to get my head knocked off, <laughs> and we can't win the game. Well, you're like, do, do you see this face mask I'm wearing? I'm not running. Yeah, that. so <laughs> I made for this. Yeah, so so that's when that's in the year when Jim Jensen had the great year because you know his, his ass went over the middle. Yeah, he, he went over the middle. <laughs> middle. Yeah, why they call him crash? But but for us, but for us, that the ten years that I played with Dan and Clayton, you know, um, a lot of times we was open 
And a lot of times that, I mean, I always was open, you know. All Dan had to do was look at my side, and right. I stayed open. Because right. I'm on the weak side. Right. But they always worked the strong side, the yeah. tight end and the, and, and the uh, flanker side. They always did do that. The only time they worked the weak side is the halfback short option. Right. Halfback short option. 86. 86. And the takeoffs yep, yep. and 90s. Yep. That's basically what it is. Yes. All deep. Uh, well, we had some, uh, um, we put in uh, comebacks, a deep comebacks mm-hmm. for the for the weak side. And that's the only that, time that they it. worked. Yeah, that that's it. it. Dupe, you guys were a tough combo to deal with. What about a couple corners like some a team might have, like say uh, Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes in Oakland, or what about the top dogs in Cleveland? How'd they? How'd you guys match up against those guys when you play? Well, uh, we matched up uh, with Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes. I used to love to play against them because, mm-hmm. you know, they they got that one-on-one. They that receiver. Right, in your face. Yeah, that's right, in your face type of deck. We matched up pretty good with this. I'm going to tell you a nice little story about Lester Hayes. I hope you don't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lester have a, a speech problem. He had one, you know. So we was playing in the Orange Bowl, and Clayton and I lined up on one side together. And Lester was trying to... To call out a uh, play or something. And Clayton said, Shut up, you no talking son. No, he did. <laughs> yes, he no, did. He did. <laughs> yes, he did. But Tony Nathan gets the football, and uh, Lester Hayes is covering Clayton. Tony Nathan running behind Clayton, and Lester Hayes ain't worrying about making <laughs> the, the tackle. He's trying to knock Clayton's head off. Clayton <laughs> Well, we laughed. We laughed so much. Now, the other guys, that's just like, uh, that's when they had this little short guy uh, from Cleveland. What's his name? Uh, Menifield. Right, Frank Menifield. Yeah, well, we tore his butt up. Yeah, you know, he, they had you Hanford know. Dixon and Frankie Menifield. Yeah, yeah, Twinkle Toes. He's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, they, they, they were my mom's clients at the bank in Cleveland. No so, kidding. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. let Hanford. Did your mom I, call him Twinkle Toes? No, okay. no. We was Twinkle Toes. Oh, they Twinkle Toes themselves into the bank and make the deposit. Yeah. good. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I'm not bragging, but you know what? I can't think. I can't think of any cornerback that shut me down uh, in the ten years that I played. I with kind him. of expected yeah. that yeah. response. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now we had now now Buffalo got the best of us because you know why Buffalo got the best of us because they had a defensive line mm-hmm. that getting to them before you can get there. You can't. You couldn't even run routes. We. When we played against Buffalo, we had to cut route short because yeah. we knew Dan didn't, Dan didn't have the time to throw the they football. They had a guy over there who was pretty good. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> he was. 200 sacks, yeah. right, for Bruce Smith. He was pretty good. So you're talking about getting open and guys couldn't cover you or couldn't shut you down. Um, and I had asked Clayton this. I'd, I read this years ago, and I thought that it was him, but he said, no, this was Duper. But from what I read was you would set these guys up, that you would actually tell them to play, hey, this is a runaway. Oh, yeah. And you would tell them to play, and, and, and it would be the play. And they would start to believe you, and then you'd make up some bullshit. And then <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Raymond Claiborne, you know. We were playing, matter of fact, we was, uh, this last few years, we was at Cleveland. So me and him were saying we were playing against Cleveland, and, you know, it was the last part of the season. You know, nobody wanted to get hurt, you know, but you still got to play. So uh, Raymond Claiborne, I say, I say, look, Raymond, I'm going to tell you to play, and then you're going to do now. If you go out there and you make a tackle, I ain't going to tell you no play. No more. So we're sitting up there. Running. So I run the play, you know, I say, hey, this is a run now. I'm from the takeoff. I gotta go, I gotta go get the safety. So you gotta come with me. Okay, he take that. And when it's a passing play, I said, okay, Raymond, it's time to go. It's a passing play. Now it was in a situation in the game that we needed this. Uh-huh. You know, because we wasn't we was winning, but we needed to get ahead a little bit more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I came up there and I said, damn, I said, shit, I don't know why he's I don't know why he's he, he calling the run play. I said, hey, Raymond. Don't worry about it. Just stay with me. <laughs> so I jogged off the ball and then, bam, I took off. <laughs> <laughs> 
He looked back. I was wide open. <laughs> you gotta be I I'm not going to tell you the names that he called <laughs> on the field. <laughs> I bet they weren't it, real nice. But it was a nice name, though. It wasn't a nice name. <laughs> and I used to do good. that, though. We used to play against uh, uh, we played against the Raiders. You know, me and Mike Haynes. You know, I said, oh, Mike, this is a running play. He said, y'all, don't worry about it. Mike, this is a running play. Because Mike and Lester ain't going to tackle nobody anyway. They right. wasn't tackling. They just wanted to cover. So I came to the line and said, another running play on the line. And then when Mike Haynes dropped his hand, I went right by him. <laughs> <laughs> he had some nice things to say yeah, about it Yeah, they didn't well, have I'm no sure. nice things to say. They said, don't trust. They don't trust me. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to jam. They tried to jam and keep me on the line. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do. That is awesome. That's great. You talk about some of those one-on-ones, Duke, with the with some of the, the DBs you went against. What, is, what was your one-on-one relationship like with Shula as, as a player? Now, Shula, Shula was a, a hell of a coach. I guess you always, you couldn't read him. You know, I mean, I, I like to coach Shula because Shula was a winner. And, you know, he knows how to motivate people. He knows how to motivate people. But Coach Shula was the type of person that he slept, drank football. Right. And that, that was him. I mean, I mean, it's like this man knew everything. I just like when we was when we was on the field, when we was fighting around. Like we used to be real on the other end, me, Dan, and Clayton tossing the ball, and Coach Shoes on the other side. Hey guys, this is where you gonna run this in the game. I mean, he way across on the other side of the field, still keeping he, an eye on and you. He see everything. <laughs> he see everything. Now, as far as our relationship, I think we had a good relationship. Yeah. I mean, I really never had a problem because I, I mean, I've never caused any problem. I mean, whatever they asked me to do on the field, I did it. You right. know, I mean, I never. Never got back. Uh, Gary Stevenson, when they brought in Gary Stevenson, it kind of screwed up a lot of things. Right. You know? Yeah. Mark uh, had some nice right. things to say about yeah. him as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, okay, uh, a lot of times that I thought that, okay, we got small teams, we got teams that we know we can beat, and they wouldn't give us the ball. Right. You know, I mean, they would just, you know, want to. And I can understand that. What you're trying to do is establish a running Work game. on something. Or try to work the other guys when they really need. But I, I thought it was kind of unfair that, you know, you call our number when you need it. You know, and I thought that was getting a little out of hand. You only call me my number when you need it. The whole game, I, like, Juice, I don't know. If I got five balls thrown to me in the game, I 90% I catch either five or catch four balls. Right. And that's about it. That's, that's all. not a lot of targets anymore now. That's that. And that's... That's yeah. not a lot of targets no, at all. No, they'll force nah. a ball into a guy now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we're doing. 10, 12, 13 I remember, times. I remember one time that uh, we was playing, and uh, we were playing against uh, Darryl Green, and, and we had to pay our dues. And I told Dan, I'm not paying no dues. And uh, he said, man, you got to pay. I said, no, I'm not paying no dues. I said, if you throw me 12 balls, then you'll pay your dues. I'll pay my dues. And easier to do. Players Association dues. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, you're Dan, negotiating against Dan, the dues. Dan was, Dan was he, he was one of the representative of the players. So he gets, every person he gets to pay the dues. I said, if you throw me. So he said, all right, Duke, I'm going to throw you. I'm going to throw you 10 balls. I said, okay, negotiate. Don't negotiate it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> he threw me 12 balls. I think I caught 10. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was like against Darryl Green. I caught three touchdowns and uh, 100 and some, 170 some yards. Three touchdowns yeah. against Darryl Green. Well, he's the only one that come close to running with Duke. Come yeah. close. Not yeah. even run with him, but no. come close, though. He can run. Yeah. Not, not, that's Darryl he said he's the fastest man in the NFL if you asked him now. Darryl Green is the fastest man in okay. the NFL. I, I wasn't the fastest man in the NFL. On the fly, as I'm running, I got speed that I can pick up. 
after right. change gears, you change, change gears. gears. Yeah. yeah, but Dad Green was just playing old fast. Start and, you to know, finish. He's and that was one of the reasons why that you could beat him because he's so fast. He takes every move, and he's he, he depend on the speed. But when you got a quarterback that can get it on time, mm. like Dan and I, that's why you can don't beat matter. him. Can't yeah, beat yeah, a perfect throw. You perfect coverage can't beat a perfect yeah, throw. Right now, that's when Dan come in handy. That's when he uses. <laughs> that's when he comes. <laughs> right. Then that shiny car comes in handy, huh? <laughs> right. That's what he does. Because <laughs> the engine's already set you up to do it. I love that. So, um, you know, Juice asked you about the Marx Brothers, and we talked about kind of the Marx Brothers and coming together and what you guys did offensively for the team. I want to talk about the Marx Brothers away from the field. <laughs> I don't talk about the Marx Brothers away right, from the field. He said Shula didn't give him any problems. He didn't have any problems on the field. On the let's field. Let's see what happened off the field, right? Yeah, let's uh, just talk about because, you know, you guys, and I was a, a kid reading stuff in the papers, but you guys just were known as two guys that enjoyed playing the game but also living life as, as two stars for the Miami Dolphins of South Florida. You guys enjoyed being the Marx Brothers on and off the field. Is that <laughs> yeah. fair to say? Yes, we had fun. That's, that, that's <laughs> fair to say. We had fun. We had a lot. Uh, we used to go out together and we used to hang out together. Matter of fact, DT Riders. Uh, it was a place in the, um, that we used to go out. But off the field. DT Riders. Where was this at? That was in uh, Pembroke Pines. Okay. It's a lot of good stories. I, I, I'm not going to say a lot. I'm sure whatever Clayton told y'all. Well, no, 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 no Inferno with Nat Moore or no uh, Mr. Laughs or anything. We had DT Riders, Inferno, <laughs> Mr. Laughs. You know, oh, the Inferno was something else, Nat. That's yeah. what we hear. Oh, we used to have some fun, you know. That's right, because what did Clayton say? He said, he, he, I owe my career to this guy. Nat said he was going to teach me everything he knew, and, and Clayton said that was both on and off the field. Right? Yeah, he <laughs> Now, the Inferno, you know, used to have these bikini contests, and he used to have a bikini on, but shit, by the time that contact is over, man, it was a strip bar. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> and, and, and Clayton that was, said that he was on, always was willing to judge. Was that, uh, on, was that on Wednesday night after offensive day? Yeah, that was on Wednesday. Yeah, that was Wednesday <laughs> night because, you know, we had weigh-in on Thursday, and right. you, you had to go out and burn, burn a lot of energy to make that weigh-in for Coach Shula. Right. Let's talk about that weigh-in, then. For, and I want to come back because I have another question about uh, uh, the nightlife. But uh, the weigh-in for from what we understand, was not one of your favorite days. No, I, I'm <laughs> I'm big boned. You know, I, I always been, I always gained, I always had weight. Even though when I played, I always did have weight. Which is amazing because uh, you don't expect yeah. the fast guy, right? The guy right. who's known as the speed guy to also say, hey, I had weight issues. Oh, yes, I had weight issues. I used to come in the camp uh, 10 pounds overweight, run a full three, come in and so do everything. Shame, yeah, and then I knew I was going to get in shape. With that, uh, you know, during the training camp, right. use that to get in right. shape. You use that to get in shape, and, and, and it was had, easy in shooters camps to get in shape. Oh yes, and then we had this 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 Carl Tasser man. He's like a little munchkin. <laughs> I remember Carl? Yeah, I remember he's Carl. Running back. He did running backs coaches back. Was he coaching right. running backs? Right, he, he was coaching running back. We used to call him. We used to call him Shula, Shula Doomy Boy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he used and he used to love. He used to love that that weighing. Oh my God! He'd be I, looking for you. I mean, if you got half a pound, he wouldn't give it to you. Yeah, and no. you're trying to get through ten. Right, ten no. pounds. Oh. So, so one of the stories you said, "What are people talking about me? Why are people talking about me on the fish tank?" <laughs> so Lewis Oliver told us a few stories, but one of the stories he told mm-hmm. was that you were concerned about making weight. And he gave you the the red wine uh, recommendation to right. drop weight. <laughs> so, but you weren't worth the shit in practice the next day. But you made well, weight. <laughs> I, hey, I enjoy the wine. <laughs> yes, I showed. So did. there's truth to this story. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, we have. I mean, I had to drop at least eight pounds every week. Every week. Every week. Yeah, eight. And pounds. was running four two four yeah. threes. Yeah, yeah, running by people. Drop. 
Yeah, but um, it was it was a situation. But you know what? I mean, I can see the madness because when people would come to Miami, I mean, like when we used to play in the Orange Bowl, it, it was a situation that when they came to Miami before quarter, that's when we usually would beat them because mm-hmm. they'd right. be tired, right? And we and we'd be in shape with this, right? Well, I tell you, I mean, one of your favorite, I'm sure, conditioning tests was was a 12 minute run. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, you know. <laughs> Everybody say you ever get nervous when you when you when you get on the field and you, and you're trying to uh, get ready for a game. You like probably know, right? I was nervous for the 12 minute <laughs> run. I mean, I made it. I made it maybe once, and then after I made it, they moved it from five laps to six laps. Right for the skill guys, <laughs> and I never made it after that. You know, but thanks to Junior Wade, I had a little. I, Junior I had a little, Wade, Junior Wade. I'm gonna tell you now. Yeah. Coach Shuler will hear that, boy. He'll be really mad. Coach Junior Wade <laughs> would come out with me after. Uh, you know, I run the 12 minute the next day. I know I got to run it back. Those shoes stand on that. Dupe got to run the 12 minute run back. Uh, a couple of guys, y'all need to get over here. So Junior Wade would bring us out there, would bring me out there and let me run two laps. And then he said, okay, Duke, come on in. You've got it. Yeah. If it wouldn't be for that, I'd be in trouble. Because yeah. you know what? I'm not a distant runner. Right. I mean, I can't run distance. It's, ne- yeah, it's, never, first, it's never first in 12 minutes to go, right? Right. My first mini camp was with Duke. Uh, you know, and Terry Kirby and I came in. We were staying at St. Thomas. Yeah. You know, and Duke would just build a nice house in Coral Springs. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, you guys ain't got to stay here, man. Come stay with me. What a great thing for Absolutely. a vet to do, right? Oh, yeah. Mark Duper. I'm with Mark Duper. Ten-year career brothers. superstar. <laughs> yes. Hey, come on, Rook. Stay with mm-hmm. me. Come stay with me, right? Yeah. So think about it was Duke didn't pass the 12-minute run. <laughs> he just said that, right? Right. So he said it, also said he had to take it again the next day, but it's early, early in the morning. Exactly. So me and Terry, like, the first night, we're like, all right, yeah, we're going to stay with Duke. Driving from Coral Springs to St. Thomas. To St. Thomas, right? <laughs> so we stay with Duke, right? But Duke has to get up so fucking early, <laughs> you know, to, to run the 12-minute run again, <laughs> right? So the next night, me and Terry are like, you know what? Fuck that. We'll just stay right here in the, in the, in the Roach <laughs> Motel, man. We'll, we'll, we'll hang out with our other brothers, these, these roaches yeah. in here, man. But we, you know, that 12-minute that run, I remember who was running with me. Uh, I don't know who it was. it was. I guess it was Mark, uh, uh, Mark Higgs. Oh, Higgy, uh, Higgy had a hard time with yeah. it as well. So Higgy was running with me, and I said, Higgy. I'm not going to make it. Right. You run with me, I you said, in you, trouble. You're in trouble. I'm telling you, you right now. Partner. You picked the wrong partner. You need to go. I'm telling you, because I can't. Because after the three full laps, that's it. I'm done. My back tight. You know, right. My ass tight. You know, shit. It just don't It just don't work, you know. The muscles get tight. That is outstanding. That's great. That's I absolutely great. love it. What's up, Big Seth? What's going on, Juice? Hey, you know everybody wants to make money, but I always ask, yeah. who's keeping track of your money? No doubt about it, man. That's why for the past 15 years, I've gone to my guy, Rob, at ARS and Associates for all of my personal and professional accounting needs. Oh, man. Rob's the best. And his son is one heck of a baseball player. Yeah, he is. Rob's also so professional. He's trustworthy. Hey, you know, that's the most important part, man. It definitely is. And the entire team at ARS handles personal accounting, corporate, bookkeeping, payroll. Hey, they also work with athletes and charities, correct? You know they do. So call ARS and Associates for a free consultation at 305-653-7350. Ask for our guy, Rob, or visit their website at arsaccounting.com. That's arsaccounting.com. And make sure you mention that the fish tank sent you to get your first month of payroll services free. So I'm going to jump back again. We're talking, you know, all the stories that have come out in the fish tank about Duke. And you were mentioning the clubs and talked about the Inferno and DT Riders. That was the other one you said. Mm. 
But uh, Joe Rose said that you found <laughs> we had them all on dude. Joe Rose. Joe Rose said we got a lot of stuff when you do that, that you found a spot all the way in Homestead. <laughs> well, it was just, <laughs> but you know, we like to party. Let's just put it this way, and people loved it us, and they. You know, they invited us to a lot of places. And they had this place in Homestead. Uh, it was a Holiday Inn. And they had... A Holiday Inn? A Holiday Inn. Okay. But they had a bar, like a, a sports bar and a, and a dancing bar in the Holiday Inn. In Homestead. Yeah. Now, did Joe Rose tell you about all his clothes? Uh, he left sure did. <laughs> he sure did. He said he made the mistake of riding down with you guys. And we wasn't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, Joe, I'm not driving back, so you might as well go and stay. So yeah. Joe Rose stayed, and he always say that we cause him his marriage. Yeah. <laughs> right. but, we had, but we had fun down there. We, yeah, we had a lot of fun down there. That's yeah. what he said. He said he got back, and it was like a garage sale that all this shit was being sold. <laughs> right, right. He's like, hey, you can't take that football. You can't take <laughs> yes, Yeah, right. that's what he said. But Mark Duper found a spot in Homestead. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Hey, hey, dude, let's, let's fast forward a little bit. <laughs> you know, we've been making some, having some trips. You know, we're actually friends of Marino, so we right. made some of those Marino and friend trips. Mm. Like, to the Bahamas. And mm. I know you always talk shit to the Sam Madison oh, all yeah. the time about you. <laughs> Sam, I'll I beat you. I could beat your ass now. I right. can beat you in one-on-ones right now. Yeah. You guys had a little one-on-one conversation in uh, the Bahamas. In a flag football game? Just one-on-one. Oh, just one-on-one. one-on-one. Okay. Danny throwing the ball. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Duke came out there. He had cleats on. He had yep. gloves on. He had a knee sleeve on. He yeah. was ready to do damage out there. Right. Wow. T- tell me what happened in that, dude. Well, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but well, well, okay. <laughs> we we did this, and so after the you know after we everybody we did our little thing for the Bahamas. So I said, all right, Sam, let's go. Me and him. So I'm how old was I? What, fifty five? Yeah, you were. I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, you're you're a young young guy. Yeah, yeah. Sam was still. Yeah, Sam still is. But it? my ankles are yeah. so big. The next day, man, it was like <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was swole. But I I did beat I beat Sam, but. I couldn't catch the ball. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, I was putting moves on and everything. I couldn't catch the ball. And <laughs> was he trying to get you off the line? Because that was Sam's oh, thing, right? Yeah. He, yeah he, he, he tried- I told him. I said, "You put your hands on him. I'm gonna break him." Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, he, chopper man. Yeah. So he, he, he wouldn't put his hands on. Me. So man, I tell you what. I, I say, Dan, it was just the last route. I never forget. Boy, we were sitting up there, Dan. Last route. I gave I gave him a move. Gave him a double move. And then I came back. I was wide open. I mean, wide open. I'm looking. <laughs> And Dan laid on the ball. It was his damn fault. Oh, it wasn't man. my fault. I was wide he, open. He, he that was damn shiny open. car let you down, man. And Sam <laughs> made the ground up, yeah. up yeah. And, and, and caught the ball. And that was oh. the last thing. So, so, you know, he got one up on me. So, you know, maybe later on we get back to the Bahamas. I'm going to have to work Yeah, that's right. Again. Sam's getting up in age and you can still run. Yeah. That's he's right. Getting up in age. Get but, him again. But that so, was fun. Though. It that sounds like fun. a lot of fun. But it also sounds like the Bahamas were a rough trip for you, man. Because Clayton talked about uh, another competition that happened on the golf course with you and Nat. <laughs> that was Nat's fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Nat, Nat dropped the damn ball. He, he, he. I, my golf game is okay, not great. Nat played. Nat's supposed to be the player. Now. Right. That's right. Now, That's I did my nine holes, which I knew I could do, and then I went left field. Yeah. I figured Nat was going <laughs> to carry his own. Carry his own, and Nat didn't do nothing. And Clayton was so, I mean, like, and Clayton started hitting some lucky shots. Okay. Dan started getting on, you know. He, he started getting on and everything. Well, and, they, Clayton said yeah. the drink cart came around, and Dan finally <laughs> he woke up. 
Yeah, well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, that, that's what it's it was. It's all been yeah. out here, man. Right. So, and 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 they came back. We we was like five holes ahead of them. They came back and they beat us. And you know, Clayton, uh, he had this ball guy, and he's, and they say, and he asked this ball guy, you know, the guy that cleaned the uh, the clubs. He said, "Hey, do you see my foot?" <laughs> and, you know, I was I was wondering where this going. He said, he said, he said, "No, you can't." And he said, "Why?" He said, "Because it's so far up do bad." So, you know, that's okay. <laughs> I tell you, that's okay. But we're gonna get them back. Yeah. We didn't get we didn't get a chance because it was so busy last week. But we definitely gonna we got to make that match over. Yeah. And they got the great, they got the best of us. But it was Nat's fault. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about last week, man. Which uh, a, a great honor, man. You're already in the in the Dolphin honor roll. Mm-hmm. You know, being up in the, in the end zone where you guys should be with you, Clayton and, and, and Marino. You guys spent a lot of time, not in that end zone, of course, not in, not in Hard Rock Stadium. Of course, a lot of right. things happened in the Orange Bowl. Let's talk about that. And also last week getting on the Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah, that that was great. But you know what I like about these these uh, albums that we have with the Dolphins? Because you get to see a lot of great players, you know, and uh, like this guy named John Geisler. Mm-hmm. And you know what, man, I, I, I feel that I, I mean, I. They get chills. I'm getting chills through my body now just thinking that he's got an honor because I, I can remember that John Giesler didn't practice not one time that year and played all the games wow. and the playoffs and the whole shebang and shot his knee up mm. every single game. That sacrifice that people have man, no idea about. I, I have no look, idea. Look, he, he's a better man than me because I had a turf toe and, uh, I, and I was going to shoot my toe up to run and I walked in there and I seen that big old needle came out of John. I said, right. that's all right. I can take the pain. Right. Wasn't a little needle. No, big old needle. Big old needle. Right. And, and you know, this guy, and you know, he made ultimate uh, for Pro Bowl and he never practiced. I mean, he was literally on crutches the whole week. That's craziness. Right. right. You know, and let me tell you, but thing about Coach Shula, you're on crutches the whole week. Now these guys on crutches, they don't even show up to practice. Right. right. Shit. Right. You had to, excuse my language, but you had, when Coach Shula was there, you had to walk out there and watch practice. And John Geisler, and you couldn't sit down, you couldn't kneel down, you had to stand up. Right. That's really right. cool, though, to hear you tell that story because, as Drew said, in the honor roll, in the Walk of Fame, uh, and deservedly so, Absolutely. you've gotten your, your accolades, and, and maybe not as many as you should, but certainly as a, as a receiver, a guy who scores the touchdowns, you get that recognition. But those guys that don't get it, right, right. And, and to hear from a former teammate, just the fact that it's giving you chills and a level of appreciation, yeah. that's a really cool Most thing. Most definitely, because we, we had an offensive line when, when Marina started. It was one of the greatest offense. I thought it was one of the greatest offensive line in the world. They gave Marina a lot of times. And then that's when Marino, you can. that's when we knew Marina was so great. When they do bust the line, Marina can take one step and sling it. Get right. that thing uh, out of there, uh, man. Or slide. Or step up. Right. And that's why he was so good. He about had a sixth sense. He had a yeah. real nice sixth sense, man. Yes, yes. As a you know, he only had, I think, 70 some yards rushing in his career <laughs> right. over 17 years. That's not yeah. a very and good you know average. What? But... And I was really pissed. He didn't have to run the 12 minute run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they exempt him the second year in his league. The second year? Yeah. I didn't know Marino, that. No. So Danny wasn't running the 12 minute run. The first year, I think he tried. And then after that, Marina had never ran the 12 minute run. Now, how many times did you bring that up every year when you had to go run the 12? Oh, <laughs> well, it didn't make no difference. He was a man. No matter what. It didn't matter what. Yeah. It wasn't going to change. He wasn't going to run, and you yeah, were going to have to. He didn't have a coach, you know. So sometimes I had to be Wait, his coach. I, yeah, so I thought. I yeah, thought you yeah, were yeah. coaching. Matt said yeah, that, yeah. right? He said yeah, that you were yeah. going to be. Yeah, it's just like everybody get real when we lose. Uh, we playing and we watching films, and when Marino throws something, they wasn't running back. Right? How many times a, a drop or a bad route get run back in film? Oh, started? definitely running back. When Marino throw a bad pass, you just go through. And I said, "Hold on, coach, run that back." <laughs> I said, "Marina, is that a?" 
six million dollar throw that you just did. You know? <laughs> yeah. What would Dan say? Did you ask him? Uh, go ahead. You ask him why he why he doesn't have a coach, right? Right. So I told him I was gonna be his coach. <laughs> so you know, I had to be his coach. You know, <laughs> we had fun though. Yeah, you know, you guys, we, we, like we, we we had so much fun on, on the field and off the field because you're winning too, man. Yes, winning. Exactly. You can have fun in meetings like that exactly. when you're winning games, right? Man, yeah, but um, I, I I tell you what, if I had to do it again with the Dolphins, you know, I would definitely play with the Dolphins. If I had like, not I'll, Buffalo. I always bust down the chops about you no know, quarterbacks and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. Uh, I don't think that Clayton and I career would have been so great if we had another quarterback. Right. And let, let's face it, Dan is can definitely throw the football, and he definitely can get the, get it places that you know that the only receiver can catch and the other person can't catch. He right. definitely he definitely did his job great. great. I think That's best, awesome. best pure passer in, in NFL history. Yes, yes. And I'm, and I'm I'm a little biased, but I, I've seen it a lot. No, I think he's probably the best pure passer in the game. That's definitely. And I remember he used to, oh, i never forget that one time when we was playing against Buffalo and Bruce Smith was tanning his little ass up. I mean, he was black and blue. He was my color when he got through <laughs> playing football. And we was on the field. Let me tell you this story. And, and it was Dellenbach was sitting, standing right there. I mean, Dellenbach was blocking Bruce Smith. And Dan or was, or was supposed to yeah. be blocking Bruce Smith right. and in, so, front, in front of Bruce Smith. <laughs> yeah, but Dell was the Dellenbach was a rookie, you know. I okay, mean, in and, fairness, and, and, and it, it was unfair. I felt kind of bad. <laughs> and Dan was in the huddle. He said he was calling the, the Cadence, you know, two whatever it was, two ninety, two ninety, and he stopped in the middle of the Cadence and he looked at Dell and he looked at Bruce and said, Dell. You gotta fucking block him. <laughs> <laughs> and we and I couldn't believe that. I I, 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 I mean it's like I, I don't even think I ran around. <laughs> but he was he was so funny though, you know, yeah. and, and he was competitive, you know, and yeah. and it was like um especially DBs that talk that used to talk crap. He used to like that's what I liked about Dan. He likes to go at him. Yeah. You know, like Ronnie LaPette would talk all kind of crap. I couldn't get to him because they had Raymond Claiborne following me everywhere. Right. Yeah. But, well, you shook him. <laughs> we right. figured yeah, out how you yeah, got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But boy, I, I tell you, when uh, he was so pissed when uh, Lippitt, I think he caught three touchdowns. I mean, three interceptions on. Oh my God! I it, it was like, well, shit. I know we play against New England again. I know I ain't gonna get no. He's going like, at it. Like, they ain't gonna put Lippin on me, <laughs> and so which means that he went at Lippin. Oh, him and Clayton went at Lippin one time, and and that's what the competitive that he had. You know, you you he had to be on top. It's great to hear that too, Juice, because you know the other. I guess that's what was going on in Dan's head, and then Clayton told us that he was telling Lippin that your name ain't Lippet. Right. Because you're Lippin. <laughs> yeah, you always were Lippin. You're always gonna be Lippin. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Clayton was a character. I, I remember the time you in the house. I said, Clayton, come on, man. Leave them boys alone. I said, shit, you going to make them boys try to take our head off, man. He was, oh, he was. Wilbur Marshall. Wilbur Marshall, yeah. yeah. Wilbur Marshall. <laughs> we heard about Lester Hayes. Yeah. Lester, oh, man, he was, oh, my God, he was so That's mad. pretty bad, the speech impediment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayton just had that's, a book on low, all of them. That's a low blow right there. Yeah. Right? Oh, yes, oh, yes. I remember we, shit, we in our playoffs, um, not with the playoffs, that was in the uh, preseason, we played against uh, Oakland, you know, and boy, they they was trying to hurt Clayton. <laughs> In the preseason. Preseason, yeah. They was trying to hurt him, you know. And he got out the game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> for, his, for his own right. well-being. Yeah, yeah. He did. He had to get out the game. I, you know, they was, they was trying to hurt him. Uh, like me, I was just telling him. I said, look, 
And I'm going to tell you now. I said, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. And just that simple. I don't, I block, I don't cut, but I will. I know how to cut. You know, so. <laughs> I tell them the same thing. Yeah, if yeah, I need it. We can, we, can, we can brother-in-law here, oh. or we can we can go at it. Yeah, you know man, what I mean? You do me wrong. You try to run through me, I'm, I'm cutting you. Uh, yep, exactly. Hey, yeah. It could be backside. Oh, yeah. We're running the other way, I'm cutting you. Exactly. Yep. So. They don't let you can't do that anymore. But well, Clayton, you know different deal. You huh? Can't cut no more. Nah, not backside like that. You oh, can't yeah. do all that backside work we used to. You know, yeah. if you're if it's that far away from the play. I think it's penalties now, which oh, is crazy. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the case back then, huh? I had, no, I never had that problem because I was good. planning on cutting too no good. Anyway. So uh, I'm I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And, you know, again, you asked what stories were told. So, Lewis Oliver, this is another story, and I got to ask you, and would actually kind of. It brings us to really just last week. But Lou talked about how he was the fashion police on the plane. The yeah. guys would get on the plane. Uh, he talked and, about and, and he said, Mark Duper would show up with three pairs of white pants for every road game. <laughs> yes. Talk I to got, us about the white pants, Duper. And why the hell did you need three of them? I got I got more than that now, man. I got I, I got over 30 pairs of white pants. <laughs> 30 pairs? Yeah. I, you know. I, I like white, you know. You and got the uh, white sweater on today. White, white is my favorite. White is my favorite color. And when I when I buy clothes, you know, you know, me personally, I don't have a fetish about people seeing me in the same thing because I got the same thing more than once. <laughs> They're gonna right? see in <laughs> white pants. They gonna see the white pants. Right. And I used to wear white pants all the time, and basically, you know, I just wore white all the time. And I guess they thought that was funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lou thought it was hilarious, but yeah. I don't think it was just that it was white pants. Is that you brought three pairs? He said. Well, we're going to the, he goes, we're landing, we're going to the hotel, we're going to the stadium, and we're coming home. Where the hell is he going to wear three pairs of them? Yeah. Well, you can't wear the same pants. Well, oh, well. See, that's it. See, they, I, I change clothes every day. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Right. So, evidently, white. evidently, Lewis wasn't changing clothes. Right. <laughs> so, he told on himself. Right. That's what he did. Or, or you might be going out in one of those cities you're playing in, No. No, that I never did. Okay, good. No, that I never good, did. Good. I I uh I did a couple of things in, in preseason one time, and that that didn't work out too well. So <laughs> you learned from that. One. Yeah, I learned. Well, from that's that that's surprising for me to hear because Clayton talked about the the pregame party. Clayton uh, said that the pregame, <laughs> he said he was Saturday nights were big nights for him. It was he did. That's what Clayton said, especially at home though. Right? Yeah, at home oh, games. In for sure. It was Oh yeah, no. Nah, well, I, I I pretty much stayed. I pretty much stayed in yeah. right before a game. He said know? he good, loved man. the pregame right. party. That's good. Man. That good. is too funny, man. Bottom line is, you guys showed up on Sundays, Monday nights, and, and kicked a lot of ass. Man. Oh, definitely. In yeah. white pants. In white pants. In white pants. Yeah. <laughs> and then Juice love- brought up that you were wearing them at the Walk of Fame ceremony. I thought. Definitely. And the night before the, yeah. at the white party. So, so they, they did that for you. Nat did that for you. <laughs> you see, oh, you that know, makes sense. The white party was for you. No, Clayton and his wife said the same thing. <laughs> they said, Duke, you told them to wear all. I said, no, I had nothing to do with an all-white party. It was going to be a white party for you regardless. But I was going to wear white anyway. No, so it don't make a difference to me. Everybody else had to go shopping. Everybody <laughs> shopping, shopping. I had to shop at all. Just go in my closet. Just go in my closet and pick up a white man. suit. That's about it. Good That's stuff. really great. great stuff, man. Well, you know what, Dupe? I told this to Clayton last week. And, you know, I mean, OJ obviously was a teammate of yours and, and, and played the game. I worked in the league for a lot of years, but – my fandom, my appreciation for Miami Dolphins football started with Dan, you, and Mark Clayton. So it's really an honor to have you here in the tank, what you guys did, and the memories that you created for so many people, the good times. It was just really a special thing. And I, I couldn't let you go without expressing that. I, I appreciate that. Hey, thanks for diving in, dude. All right. Salah, 
You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank, Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dab up in that fish.